Welcome to the Psych 101 Podcast. I'm Luke D. Maxwell, and today I'm going to be talking with Taylor Harvey, the founder of The Lotus Project. She's an amazing young woman who has taken her story of depression and turned it into something that impacts so many people through her website and her Instagram, The Lotus Project. Make sure you check her out. And without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hello, Taylor, welcome to the Psych 101 podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so glad you uh, took the time to talk to me. Um, we're here on Anchor. We're using the interview app for anybody listening. It, um, it definitely encouraged this. Um, if you've been hesitant about using this feature before, please do so. It is an amazing fe- feature. So, Taylor, why don't you um, just let us know uh, who are you and how did you get into what you do and what do you do now? Um, well, I'm in grad school currently for mental health counseling, and I I got pretty depressed last year after I graduated from Penn State, and it really motivated me to get more involved and so I started a blog and Instagram to tell my story and help other people. That's great. So you've only been doing this a year, right? Yeah, I actually just started it in May. Wow. And you and I I'm looking at your Instagram right now. I'm looking at your blog. Um you have almost fifteen hundred followers, which um coming from me, um I've been doing this for four years and uh maybe it's just my touch on social media. Maybe you just have a knack for it. But that's awesome that you've, you've attracted a large following. You have great engagement. And I see you're really um, influencing people and helping people out. So what was Thank the you. inspiration um, for starting Lotus Project? And what does that name mean? Why did you choose that name? Well, I chose the name The Lotus Project because while I was depressed, I saw this quote about what the lotus means. And basically, it's a flower that grows in a pond from the mud and it it starts at the bottom and it works its way through the water and then it blooms at the surface and it really resonated with me because I felt here I am going through this this dark time and I can't really see the end yet but hopefully at the surface uh, something good will happen and so that's why I started the project um, when I was at my depression was At the absolute worst, I really struggled finding help in my community, and um, it's not a a tiny community, and I could not find resources, and I ended up going to the ER. Um, At the ER, um, I felt like I was mistreated and a little humiliated and just not, like it wasn't handled very well. And so I knew that at that point something needed to be done. And that was what inspired me to share that particular story. And then it just grew from there. Wow. That's, that's great. And I love, I love the imagery of the Lotus flower. And um, I actually didn't, I didn't know that until I saw what you did. I read about you. Um, it's just, that's perfect because I mean, and I know you and I both know is that when we're in that spot, we're we're in the mud. We're like we're we're suffocating underneath the mud, and we yeah. can we can't see any hope out of this. We're stuck here, and we're going to be like this forever. And I just love that imagery of a flower blooming out of that. 
because that so perfectly describes what you've done with your life, um, how I turned around my life, and how so many others can turn around their lives as well. Um, when they're especially more talking to teenagers and preteens, they're in that spot, and it feels like they're going to be in that spot forever. And both you and I know it, it's not like that. And so what, yeah. what were some of the things that helped you um, overcome your depression? Well, I am a, I'm a big advocate, especially because I'm going into the counseling field, but I'm a big advocate of counseling and uh, psychiatry and things like that. Um, I think that there are more natural ways to improve depression, like through exercise and things like that. But I waited so long and I was at such a low point that I really did need intervention from doctors and counselors. And so um, once, once the medication kind of started to help me and the counseling started to help me, I was able then to get back to the gym and back to being active and doing all the other things that made me happy and really helped. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I and I, you you so described it perfectly because it's all about steps, right? You needed yeah. to go to doctors, you needed counseling, so you did that. And then after you got to a place that you could, you got to the gym and you got to, you know, focusing on different areas of your life. Um I know yeah, exactly. I yeah, I'm a big exactly, yeah, I'm a big advocate of exercise and watching your diet and and sleeping, right? And I think sometimes people get a little um, overwhelmed when they say, how can I heal? And I just list off all of these different ways to heal. And then they say, whoa, 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 where do I start? And then that's what exactly. I know. Okay, that's, that's exactly. It's all about the first step. Do, who did you, yeah. do you have someone in your life that you really communicated with? Well, at the time I was living with my boyfriend and I'm really thankful that we were living together because. I think living alone would have been even worse for me, but it definitely took its toll on our relationship because I wasn't getting help and I was not myself. And it, it really, it hurt us for a while, but um, he's really been there and supportive now. And that was really the only person I talked to. My family had no clue what was going on. So I really, you can hide it really well. Oh, yes, I know. Does your family now know and are behind you and supporting you on this? Yeah, um, I I ended up having to move home. We thought that that would be best, and they really got involved. And it's definitely hard for them to understand sometimes, but I can tell that they're trying, and I'm lucky to have have that support oh, from them now, too. Oh, definitely. Um, and I know you probably studied this. Like, I've studied this as well because I'm going for my psychology degree. And I so and one thing I'll take away, I think it was from my child development class, was one of the biggest factors in healing is the relationship and the support you have around you. If you don't have that, and for anything, yeah. like you not you, mental health, physical diseases, um, whatever you're going through, is those relationships are so powerful. And so many times people don't understand, like, and they have a very good intention. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to make it worse. But in mm-hmm. drawing like that, they are actually making it worse. So, yeah, definitely yeah. any support for anybody listening. Um, if you know someone who's dealing with any kind of mental health challenge, is that by giving that support, don't be afraid of messing everything up. You're not perfect. No one's perfect. And But 
that support and that relationship that you can build is so important. So now that you're at a place where you can say you're pretty mentally healthy, you're working, of course, you and I, we're both working. Everyone's, you know, working to be a better person. Yeah. But what, what vision do you have of yourself and the Lotus Project? Where do you see this taking you in 5, 10, 20 years time? Or has that not entered the picture yet? Well, I definitely want to make it bigger. And going through this depression, it's funny because I was already on the psychology path before that happened to me. And now that it's happened to me, I'm just even more passionate about it. And I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. So I definitely want to do something with counseling and expand the Lotus Project if I can. But it's just... I'm not really sure where it's going to take me, but, um, you know, if I could do some kind of nonprofit, especially something right here in my community, because that's what I've experienced firsthand, that there are not great resources here. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it depends on the community. But, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, taking it, taking it slow, seeing what happens, what opportunities present themselves. Um, you never know what's going to happen in the future. We can only build ourselves up and kind of, you know, in a way, hope for the best while trying to do the, the most good we can. Um, the future the future is a tricky thing, huh? But I yeah. think the fact that that you can now look towards the future and you can now see yourself, you know, in 20 years, I want to be, you know, have a rough idea of somewhere where I want to be is that's, mm-hmm. that's a very big difference from where you were, let's say, like a year or two ago, right? Yes, when you're... In that depressive episode, you think that there is no future. So even thinking about it is a huge step. Exactly. That's that's awesome. That's wonderful. Do you have any stories, you know, just some amazing things that have happened um, that have come out of this Lotus Project? Well, just the outreach that I have received from... Not even, I mostly expected to touch people that were my age, that I already knew that they would follow my story, but I've had people that are adults reach out to me, um, people in my own family that I never even knew dealt with anything like this. And um, my favorite message that I got was actually that I helped someone um, decide that they needed to go to therapy and they went to therapy and they said they've, they loved it. So just that like concrete being able to help someone really made me feel like that's, that was my purpose. Isn't that amazing that the fact that, that you were in such a terrible place at one time and now such a short time, I mean, a year, that's a very short time to, you know, to make such a transformation and the fact yeah. that it's such a stark difference between you being miserable and you helping people get help. That's, yeah. that's absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, we could definitely use more young adults, especially um, guiding this next generation and guiding their peers towards this because we have the experience and they don't. So mm-hmm. I want to, um, I want to, we're all about creating action here. Um, I'm all about taking action so what is one thing that anybody listening can do right now, right after they're done listening to this, to improve their mental health? Well, this, this might not seem like a big step, but this was something that really, really helped me. And I think it could help anyone, whether they're struggling with a mental health disorder or not, 
but you're constantly on social media. And something that I did was I decided, okay, this is enough. I went through and I removed people that I was jealous of, or I was comparing myself to that were hurting my self-esteem, like all those fitness accounts that were supposed to be motivating, but ended up making me feel even worse about myself. Um, Even people that I knew that, you know, didn't really, I didn't really want to see what they were doing all the time, um, just removing them. And then I discovered that there's this whole community online of supportive mental health advocates that are sharing their stories of recovery and you really have to dig to find them, but just changing your social media atmosphere can help you so much, especially because everyone's on social media all the time. And I mean, if possible, it would be best to take a break from social media, but I know that that is really hard to do for a lot of people. Right. That's the, and that's, and that's, and that's a great step. Um, I know I've told people, you know, you, social media is obviously hurting you a lot. Either pare it down or get rid of it entirely. And some people actually have, but that's great because if you think about it, right, is that if you surround yourself in real life, IRL, right, um, Mm -hmm. with negative people who are always complaining and just bringing you down, you're going to start mimicking their behavior. Or or if you surround yourself with people who um, you grow jealous of, Right. That's going Mm -hmm. to make that behavior worse. So it's the same thing with social media. But I feel that, right, we separate that for some reason. And we say, oh, no, this is different from real life. Whereas in real life, we never hang out with lots of the people. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And um, I'd love to know, what is that group of people that you found? Well, I didn't find it until I made my Instagram and just searched mental health accounts and then I found one and then just from looking at one person I was able to find the other and find others like that and um, I I've actually had people reach out to me and if they tell me that they like my account I give the names of other accounts that I like that are similar to me so that people can really start to build that community themselves because a lot of people that reach out to me say I can't believe I found this account. I've never seen something like this before. And there are other things out there. They're just, they're hard to find. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking through um, the people you're following right now. And lots of these people, they look amazing. And I've never heard of them. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. The power of surrounding yourself with good people, um, especially, you know, people who who share your vision and really motivate you. Um, I know of a couple friends in particular who I know when I'm around them, I'm going to be so motivated to be a better person. That's a little bit of my competitiveness. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm extremely competitive. So <laughs> if I see someone else doing something, like I see you, like, oh, I found a community of people. I'm like, oh, I need to find a community of people, too, to bring me up. And um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's that natural competitiveness that, that I think kind of helped me move forward in my recovery because I see, you know, other people doing it. Oh, I need to do it, too. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. So, yes, so for anyone listening, make sure you're following Taylor at The Lotus Project on Instagram with a little underscore at the end, I see. And then you'll see her little icon is a, is a lotus flower. Um, you have some great stuff on here. I always enjoy seeing your posts. Um, Thank I, you. I, I follow a lot of people, usually, because I, I speak at events, and uh, I'll tell people, you know, if you come talk to me, I'll follow you back. 
And um, it's awesome to see somebody who's, you know, around my age and taking and taking this platform, using it for so much good, which is really good mm-hmm. to see. Because um, a yeah. lot of, yeah, right, and going back to that, to the social media, I mean, it's a huge topic. We could probably talk for hours about it. And I, and I, <laughs> and I think I have through all of my videos and through all my blog posts that I've had on it. But um, in your perspective, I'm actually really curious to hear this. Do you think social media is mostly good? or mostly bad for young people today? Well, that is a really tough question, but it I think a, that it is not, yeah, it's it's not going to go away anytime soon. It's only going to grow. So I think that we should look at it in a positive way. Um, and I know that it's it has its downfalls, but for me, it was really positive. I could have never gotten my message across to people without social media. And I'm consider myself a relatively like shy person. I hold back from a lot of um, like big social events. So to have this platform that I can, can speak my mind and feel comfortable, it really is beneficial to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I, okay, good. I, I, I feel the same way. And I know a lot of people who have very opposite views are very vocal about them. And um, yeah. I know I would never have been able, like, because I, I know that, like, my, my social media accounts, just people following them and their friends seeing them has got them to go into recovery. So um, whenever someone tells me, you know, social media is bad, it's corrupting all the kids, I'll say, well, there's a lot of good people <laughs> doing a lot of good things. And now yeah. I can add you to the list of, of that. <laughs> So um, it was great talking with you, Taylor. I'm sure, you know, there's so much, especially when we're delving into psychology. Um, how far along are you in in getting your master's, correct? You're going for your master's? Yeah, yeah. I have my four-year degree in psychology, and then the master's program for counseling is two years, and I just finished year one. So next week, I will start my second year. Awesome. That's great. And in a year, are you looking to go into therapy and be a therapist? Yes, that would be that would be ideal. Um, I'm not really sure where where this will take me, but I yes, I love therapy and um, private practice would be what I would want to do. That's that's great. I think and I think especially with your experience, you would really be able to relate to the people you talk to. Um, I know the best therapists I know have had some kind of personal experience. And I know my therapist did, mm-hmm. um, maybe not with himself, but, you know, some of the people around him and his family, um, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on. And he was really able to touch me with that. So I mm-hmm. see you doing great things. Um, I hope to have you on again sometime in the future. We're really trying to um, get this podcasting started, get it out, experience, experiment with lots of different things. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'd like to close... Um, with two things. First of all, a reminder to, for people, follow Taylor at the Lotus Project on Instagram and go to her website, the Lotus Project site.wordpress.com. And there's a link to it uh, in her Instagram. Um, also, watch your social media. Watch your social media habits, who you're following, and when. Because when you're on social media matters too. If you're on social media at one o'clock in the morning, unable to get off, maybe that's a sign. But in, in the opposite uh, perspective of that, seeing the good it can do, I want to read you a quote um, from Taylor's Instagram that I saw. And at first, I was confused. I thought, what? And then it made sense once I read the entire thing. 
it <laughs> says, I'm going to make you so proud. And at first I thought, oh, okay. And then it says, note to self. And I love that because you are saying, you know, it, taking a common phrase of trying to prove yourself to others and you turn that around and say, I'm going to improve myself for me and I'm not going to care if other people approve of me or not. I need to find value in who I am. I absolutely love that. And, um, Thank you. I will, and yes, and I will continue to look seeing your post on Instagram. And um, thank you so much, Taylor. Any closing words to anybody listening? No, I just, I just really want everyone that is listening to know that they aren't alone, even if they feel that way. And I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be able to tell people that. So thank you. Great. Thank you, Taylor. This is the Psych 101 podcast. I am Luke D. Maxwell. I hope you tune in again. We're going to have more guests, more information, more interesting psychology that you can apply to your life right now. That's what we're all about. And we are on the Anchor app. This is using the Anchor interview, which I highly advise that you use. Thank you, Taylor. And I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Taylor. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, make sure you shoot them over to me at Luke at YouCan'tBeErased.com. And while we're on the topic of .coms, we have a brand new website, newly updated with more information, new design, and an overall just better everything. I'll be posting more on the blog. Make sure you're checking me out on social media at YouCan'tBeErased.com, whatever social media you find most appealing to you. As always, be unashamed, stay unashamed.